0: to episode 12 of the Legacy Video Lounge. I'm your host, Steve Pender. I'm a personal historian and video biographer and president of Family Legacy Video Incorporated in Tucson, Arizona. You can visit Family Legacy Video on the web at familylegacyvideo.com. In this segment, I'll focus on the way objects and places can stimulate memories and and how you can use those objects and places, working with your family members or your clients to, to, to draw out stories that uh, they can include in their, in their video biographies. And I'll get started right after this. Sunlight rippling off the lake. The pop of our lures hitting the water. My pole jumping as a bass hits my line. Those fishing trips with dad were special, and now his grandkids will learn about them once it got away, thanks to Family Legacy Video. Now you can share your life stories and a custom legacy video your family will cherish. To learn more, visit FamilyLegacyVideo.com or call 520-743-4090. That's 520-743-4090. FamilyLegacyVideo.com. I had a really interesting experience uh, a few weeks back that is really the stimulus for what I'm going to be talking about in, in this episode. I recently joined a new networking group, this one focusing on professionals serving the senior services market, seniors and their families, and as part of the membership and my taking out an advertisement in their directory, I was given the opportunity to do a 10-minute presentation at one of the breakfast meetings and the way they work is that they'll do some introductions, and then they have three members get up and give a 10-minute presentation about their business or their service or product, whatever. So, on this particular day, uh, I was included on the bill. I wound up going second and gave what I thought was a, a very nice, concise, emotional, and inspiring presentation about Family Legacy Video. Well, I sat down, and then the third presenter, the final presenter of the morning, got up. Very nice gentleman, I'd say uh, late 60s. And before he got started talking about his business, he turned to me and and he said, I want to touch on something that this gentleman was was talking about and inspired me to think about. So I was kind of surprised, but um, he got my attention, and as I listened, he told a story about a, a, a visit to the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, and he went to a uh, a mansion there that has since become a museum. Now, it turns out that the mansion had belonged in the past to uh, a railroad baron, and uh, he, of course, had a staff to run his estate and run the house. Well, two of the people on the estate at that time turned out to be this fellow's grandparents. The uh, grandmother had worked in the kitchen and the grandfather uh, on the grounds uh, somewhere and they met and married and then eventually moved away. Well, he got to the point in the story where he enters the kitchen of the home and you could start to see him getting a little emotional. There was a little quiver in the lip. Uh, You could tell he was having a little challenge holding things together. And as he described walking into the kitchen, the farther he got into the kitchen, the more emotional he got. And then he he mentioned actually touching the stove where his grandmother uh, cooked years and years ago. And at that point, he really got teary. And uh, I think it was close to breaking down. But he he composed himself and and then just uh, finished off the story by, by talking about what a powerful experience that was. And then he moved on to to talk about his business, but it really struck me, you know, when, when he talked about physically touching the stove that his grandmother used to, to use, it was almost like he'd made a physical connection with her, you know, that her energy was still there and kind of channeled into that stove. I know it might sound a little weird, but I, I, uh, if, if you've got objects that uh, are keepsakes and that kind of connect you with people from your, from your family who you've known, or maybe who you haven't known. Uh, you you might have an idea of, of what I mean by this, and it got me thinking about the power that these objects have to stimulate memories and connect us with uh, people from our past. A few years back, I, I made a visit to my childhood neighborhood in New Jersey. And I grew up in a, a small bungalow-type home uh, in the New York Metro area, kind of a suburban area. We had nice tree-lined streets, the whole nine yards, and the neighborhood was filled with kids. And so I thought uh, I was on this visit, it would be nice to go and see the neighborhood, which I did, along with my wife. And we parked and were walking around a little bit, and and just seeing the house. Now the house has changed quite a bit; they built onto it, but. Just being there in that area, seeing the yard, seeing that they still had a detached garage at the house, uh, just brought back so many memories. Very, very physical feelings too. I, I could, I could sense again what it was like as a kid to walk along the pavers we had along the side of the house, and how the door f- felt to close. You know, the front door had this certain little catch in it, it would close catch a little bit you'd have to pull it and the sound came back too because it had a certain squeaky type of sound when it caught and then you know when you had to pull it the rest of the way lots of stuff like that came flooding back and uh, and of course in my mind the sounds of of the kids playing on the street you know we used to play all the time on the side street by my house wiffle ball games and badminton and kickball and and what have you and yeah, very very powerful stuff. So there are lots of things that I have, and I bet that you have, and that your you're either your family or your clients will have, that can stimulate memories like these. Uh, for me, um, I have my grandfather's pocket watch. It brings me great memories of him, and I, I keep that displayed on my. On my dresser, also have an antique radio, an Atwater Kent from about 1930, and this was the radio that my mom used to sit in front of with her sister uh, to listen to the radio shows of the day as, as she was growing up in the in the 1940s. And I'm going to talk about that radio again in a moment. Uh, there are some other things that I feel really connect me to to people from my past, but people that I don't really. Real in one case don't really know at all that we have a, a, a an old linen dish towel that was made for one of my great great grandmothers and that was made in poland and sent over as a wedding gift i certainly have no memory of the exact people who made it but it still it still feels like a connection to my family's past and we keep it out now we, we cleaned it up and we use it as a runner and it's always within sight And then I have my great-grandfather's Meerschaum pipe, and uh, so I have that in a little case. And I know him only by a couple of photos and some information I found searching on the web. But it's just a wonderful family keepsake, a physical and emotional connection to my family's past. Now, let me talk about that radio a little bit because I want to touch on, on how you can use some of these things uh, to help uh, stimulate stories of your family members or, or your clients you know, like photos, which can certainly stimulate a lot of memories and a lot of stories, these objects can as well. So if you're meeting with someone who you're going to interview for a video biography, you might want to have them collect some of these objects and handle them and talk about them and, and the memories they associate with them and the, and, and the people as well. It might give you some insights that you could use then to include in your, your questions. But you also, if if they're not Uh, unwieldy these objects you might also want to shoot your uh, clients or your storytellers holding them and talking about them while you're on camera that can be a very very neat thing uh, to do I used the antique radio I talked about that way. I actually, a number of years back, created a video biography featuring my mom, and I asked her for some stories about the radio, and one in particular that I included in the video concerned a a radio show she used to listen to in the afternoon. It was called Jack Armstrong, All-American Boy. The time of day that the show came on was also the time of day that her dad, my grandfather, used to arrive home from work. My mom also had a dog, and whenever she turned on the radio and the opening theme for Jack Armstrong, All-American Boy, came on, the dog's ears perked up. It would run right to the front door and wait for my grandfather, and then he'd enter. <laughs> it was almost on cue, like it was all scheduled, and it was just a cute little story. So what I did, I had the uh, we did the interview, and the radio... We included it in the background, but it was too big to actually have, of course, my mom handling it. But uh, afterwards, what we did was I got a shot of the radio and then a close-up of her finger coming in and flicking the switch on and the lights coming on in the front. And then I found a recording of Jack Armstrong, All-American Boy, and used just a snippet from the opening to help illustrate what the, uh, the opening of the show sounded like. And it made a neat little sequence with her telling a story, us uh, seeing the radio coming to life, and hearing a little bit of that radio show. So you can do that kind of thing to really enhance and embellish a story uh, like that. You know, another thing to think about are, are places. Like I described with uh, the visit to my childhood home, being in a certain place can also really stimulate memories, and and if it's a possibility for your video biography project, you know, you might want to spend part of the time visiting a certain place with the storyteller. Could be like, in my case, a childhood home, could be a business, could just be a town, or just any location that might have played an important role in the storyteller's life. Being in that place could really stimulate some really interesting stories. You'd have to think about the logistics of shooting in a certain place, how you're going to do that, whether handheld video camera or on a tripod, the audio, perhaps using a wireless microphone as you walk around, that sort of thing. But it can be a very, very effective use of place to stimulate stories for a video biography. So really, that's about all I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to get you thinking about how to use places and objects to stimulate these stories and also to include in your family's or your client's video biographies. And if you've, uh, if you've already done something like this, if you've gone to a certain place, used a certain object, and included it in a video biography in a creative way, shoot me an email and let me know. Uh, you can uh, reach me at steve at familylegacyvideo.com. And I'll mention that email address one more time as we close. So that's it for this segment of the Legacy Video Lounge. If you have any questions or comments, please email them to me at steve.com at familylegacyvideo.com. And if you like this podcast, please do subscribe. Until next time, I'm Steve Pender reminding you that everyone has a story. Isn't it time you told yours?